This is the Dusted Waterfowl Podcast, hosted by Tyler Swenson and Jackson Rice. Dusted Waterfowl is a branch off of Hunt Fish Conserve with seasonal content talking all things waterfowl. Today we will be discussing how important it is to work together out in the field or marsh. Great teamwork can be the key to success during the tough, pressured end of the season. So, Rice, what, I mean, let's just, let's just start off with kind of what, what we expect coming into a field. All right. Yeah. So what we expect mainly is, well, the big one is safety. You got to be safe when you're out there. Watch your shooting lanes, which is a big thing. Shooting lanes are very important to make sure everybody's not shooting everywhere and you're shooting your own lane and the bird's right in front of you or right to the side of you. Yeah. That's kind of a. Every time we come out with new hunters or someone who we usually don't hunt with, uh, that's something we kind of preach, you know, shooting in your own lanes, putting your safety on when you put your gun down and, you know, even unloading your shotgun. Say we shoot a load of birds, unloading your shotgun before we go out to get birds because there's always a chance it falls over and, you know, shoot something you don't want to. Yeah, put your barrel always like in a safe location. Mm -hmm. That's always a big thing. Yeah. And I mean, like, especially like when you guys are like going down to retrieve, like I always make sure I put my barrel the other way, you know? Yeah, for sure. And another thing, you know, is ringing people's ears is oh, gosh. pretty yeah, big no, no. Nobody wants to get their ears rung. So yeah, safety. That's, sa- a, that's a big thing though, too. With like, you know, talking about shooting lanes, you know, kind of knowing like where you're swinging at. So if like you do have a lefty shooter or you have a righty shooter, like knowing where they're going to be swinging. Mm-hmm. So like setting up the your ground blinds in a way or setting up the A-frame in a way where you kind of account for that. Yeah, because, I mean, putting, you kind of got to know, you know, how people shoot. And like you said, left-handed or right-handed, you know, putting people in the proper spots. Yeah, it's where you sit. Putting or putting the right people in the right spots in the blind is a big thing. And usually, if you just mention it once, like, hey, right before the hunt, hey, let's shoot our lanes, make sure you're not swinging on anybody or ringing anybody. It usually only needs to be mentioned once and then people pretty much get the gist of it i mean there's just certain stuff that like it's not worth it for yeah, a duck no, it's, like there's no way you know don't like shoot over your head or some stupid <laughs> stuff like that i mean yeah. everybody's been like there but it should be something that like nobody tries to do especially yeah. but like if there's if there's birds behind us like we'll just say we'll make sure everybody's on the same page and yeah. say well you can't really do it if it's in a layout line but if you're in like a a-frame all right everybody birds behind let's kill them Make sure everybody's on the same. You gotta have everybody on the same. That's the safest way to do it. I figured and even out. then, it's like even good. Maybe you just designate one sharpshooter just to like say it, take it to you know one sniper. Yeah, yeah. I usually leave that up to Rice. He's kind of a sniper. I'll admit like, it. You like Kirschbaum's the sniper. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, another thing, like we said, placing people in the right spots. Usually, usually, I kind of if we got a someone new, you know, someone new that we've never had before, I usually try to put them on the ends because say you're a right hand shooter. I mean, you can swing as far left as you want to without thinking about it. And so I usually stick myself in the middle or something I, like that. I always like to be on the ends just for calling and retrieving birds and swinging. Right. Cause yeah. Yeah. Rice is our retriever. Yep. He's a good one. Yeah. We don't have a He's dog. A great dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's even like something important. I feel like, you know, even with experienced people, it's kind of easy to overlook some of that safety stuff. And some of these like beginners are kind of so cautious where Mm -hmm. I think even the experienced guys need to like be sure and be aware of that kind of stuff. Because yeah, everybody's out there to have fun, but it's, 
you know, you got to be safe about it. Yeah. Knock on wood. We haven't had any, we haven't had any experiences like that. We're, we're always pretty safe about it. Yep. Never had any scaries. But, you know, another, something else we kind of expect is, uh, rushing in your blinds. That's kind of. That's a big one. That can, that can make or break a hunt. And it has broken hunts for us. Yeah. There was, there was one time when we were on a hunt and we brought a, brought a new guy, not necessarily knowing that we we're coming along, but, uh, we brought a new guy and, you know, everybody had their brush, their blinds brushed in. And, you know, if one person doesn't have their blind brushed in as well as the rest of them, it sticks out. Yeah, it shows. And I mean, I guess maybe that's a little my fault. We should have told the person a little more, but it, it is expected that you brush in your blind and that's part of the camaraderie and teamwork of it. You're, you got to make the hunt as much as everybody else does. Yeah, you just got to be honest with people and like, hopefully they're, like they're at, they understand it. And I think most people will understand, you know, I just don't think, I think like when you're starting out, especially, I think people like don't understand like how oh, big of a deal it people is. People overlook that, like yeah. really overlook that. Like we overlooked that and then we started to like understand the importance of brushing in your blind because that's, that's pretty much the first step we take. Yeah, because when I first hunted, I thought, you know, me and my grandpa thought, oh, we'll just throw a roll of fast grass over us in the middle of this cornfield. Yeah, it's not even anywhere close. To- <laughs> no, it worked on those really, really stupid birds. But I mean, we definitely shoot more birds now than we ever did. Well, I mean, with hunting, like, you know, you're dealing with something that's like external with like those birds and like it's always hard to know how they're going to react. So taking like all those factors out and like taking a factor out like that where you can control it. And being able to control it and like kind of understand that like, hey, like at least it wasn't our height that was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to take that out. You want to take uh, decoy placement out. You just want it to be you, your calling, and those birds. That's it. And then like, you know, at the end of the day, you say, oh, just those birds just don't want to work today. Yeah. That's the stale birds. Yep. Yeah, because if you can find a good, or if you're close enough where you can hunt on a field edge or hide in one, one of those lows, I don't know what the proper term yeah. for them is. A little cut, I guess. Those yeah. are really good spots to hide. I mean, that is optimum hiding positioning because we brush we brush in our blinds before we even go out to the field. That way there's already grass in them. You don't got to worry. I mean, you got to touch it up once you get out there, but even, even grass in a cornfield, you put grass, cover your blind with grass and then put corn stubble on it. It looks phenomenal. It's just one of those things. I mean, just everybody's there early in the morning and you know, just the last thing we guy want to do is like put decoys up and do that kind of stuff. It's but like, like uh, yeah, like but once you get in the flow of it and you kind of see how it's like yeah. working and turning out, you so. wake up a little bit when those birds start working. When you hear, when you start hearing those whistling wings, it's just it's on, it's on. Good thing we got that recent recruitment, uh, Kirsch bomb. Yeah, we he's got him feet. whipped into shape. <laughs> <laughs> he's an artist now. He, he is. is. Oh, he is. He is an artist. We yeah. had a we had a whole uh, we had a whole one. One hunt that we knew was going to be really good. It was cloudy. It was snowing in the morning. So before that, we had him. We did not have him put out any decoys. We didn't have him do anything else. When we were putting out the decoys, we had him brush in his blind. That's all he did. That's all we made him do the whole time until he started shooting birds. I think we had a video of it. We were trying to take a video of the setup, but we put it in the wrong spot. And the whole yeah. video is Kirschbaum brushing in that blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But well received though. It was well received by Kirsch. Yeah, no, I think that was definitely one of those things that, you know, I think everybody overlooks and definitely is an important factor to consider when you're talking about height and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really cool when you're 
say you walk back to your truck and then you're a ways away and you can hardly see those blinds because they're blending in so well. That's, that's what does it for me. It's like, Oh, we really did this hide really well. I mean, you gotta like imagine it, you know, it's like one thing if you like the birds, I mean, you know, how high up in the air, whatever, like they can see really, really well. So like yeah. you being able to have a hide good like not stick out is definitely a big factor especially especially late season i mean early season you can kind of, you can kind of get away with it not being yeah. as good you know stick a grass blind out in the middle of the cornfield yeah. i mean we know plenty of guys who do that anyways yeah they and get it done just fine but late late season i i guess maybe it's just my own opinion i think it really really matters yeah. i mean because when you're having the scenery when you're having chances for those mid late season like huge number hunts when there's thousands of ducks on the lake thousands of geese and you're they can they're they're not dumb when they're coming down they've seen it all through minnesota and canada so they're gonna know what everything looks like so you just got to take those factors out of it i mean that's kind of i can kind of branches off into our next topic uh setting up decoys um we kind of we experiment a lot we we strive for you know being different than the next guy more realistic we can have video of this too, but like, what is the decoy setup you guys typically run for like geese maybe? Oh, I don't even, usually, usually I let Rice be in charge of that. I really like the Power W. <laughs> it's not so you looking and it gives them two landing pockets or I really like uh, pods. I like pods too. Setting up pods. We do that quite a bit and we have a pretty good success. Yeah, I really rate. like doing that. But, uh, because I mean, call them family groups too, but. but- but you guys get it done pretty cheap on decoys though too, because like you guys do have the full bodies, which are nice. Yeah. But you guys had some good like uh, the silhouettes were really we nice this year. Of, we bought a lot of silhouettes last year, but I think we are planning on buying more full bodies this year because I mean silhouettes work great, but like I feel towards the end of the season last year we were kind of short sighted with the decoy selection because we have a lot of uh, silhouettes, but not so much full bodies and those geese start knowing that those are silhouettes and we need the full bodies to give them that really realistic look. Yeah. Because I mean, the dive bomb, the dive bomb guys, they make great silhouettes and maybe we just don't have the volume that they have, but they shoot tons of numbers all year round on just silhouettes. But it seemed, it seemed later in the season, the geese kind of got shy of those silhouettes. And And it wasn't, it wasn't just us other groups around her. They were pulling the silhouettes too. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it yeah, was, we just ended up hunting over those what those, two and two and a half dozen. Yeah, really realistic. Trying to do something different for everybody's huge spreads, but but yeah, we just we just try to stick out because I mean, if you guys were looking at the same same setup every single day, you get pretty used to looking at that same setup, and especially especially say your goose flying into everybody likes to to do a U and it works. It does. But say you're a goose flying into a U every single day and maybe you're getting shot. You're not going to want to fly there into there the next time. I really like to match. Scouting is a big thing. And we'll get into that with another episode, but scouting is a big thing to see what the birds are doing the night before. And I really like to like match the feed. Like one of our hunts I saw, they weren't really doing anything special. They were just in a long feed band across the field. Yeah, just in a big line. Yeah, right? well, just in a huge line. And we just set up just like that. And what do you know? Cranked them the next morning. 
Yeah, that was a good hunt. Yeah, that's a good thing to talk about. I think everybody kind of looks at like, you know, what are the big guys doing or like what's the information out there, but you really can't just beat like what the birds are actually doing in those cases uh-huh. like that. They like it like that. No, and we're, and we're not saying, you know, do this, do that. It's just a lot of our successes came over doing experiments, you know, oh, let's try this today. Let's yeah, try you need that. To, you need to figure out what works best for you, what the birds are doing. The birds are, what the birds are doing is the most important. I guess, you know, we're talking about things we kind of expect. Um, and, you know, this is not just this is not just us saying like, oh, this is, you know, if you want to come hunting with us, this is what we expect. No, it's just kind of I feel respect for everybody out there. Um, you're hunting with a big group and say you're hunting with five guys and you need a five guy limit. Thing I kind of get upset, a little upset about is, you know, some guy, oh, I shot these two geese. That's yeah, it. I'm playing birds. Unless you know, like, unless you were like the only one shooting or you and a friend were the only one shooting, it's really hard to tell. Like, oh, you're saying the four other guys in the blind didn't shoot at that one bird. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, you always know what you shoot, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> only green. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember on that hunt, Ethan would be just blasting away. And I mean, I, I for sure think you're hitting them, but you just, you'd look at me and go, I think I got anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's the one thing, like, even, like, still being new to it, I think I probably got close to three seasons underneath my belt now. It's like, those birds still are moving really, really quick every time they come in. For sure, for sure, and, you know. I don't think any, I don't think you can, like, overestimate, like, I I mean, like, I feel like everybody underestimates, like, how fast those birds are coming in, and for you to really know that, like, you shot that one is just, like, I don't think you do. Because yeah. you could really be aiming down your barrel, but I mean, somebody else could be shooting at the same bird. Yeah. I mean, if there's five people in the line, I hope that they aren't shooting at the same bird kind of <laughs> yeah. with the shooting your lanes thing, but they very well could be. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's a matter of everybody working as a team. Working as a team can really make or break a hunt because, I mean, it's not, it's not right to, you know, be stuck in your ways and, you know, well this is how I do it and, you know, get a bad attitude about it. You just work together. I mean, the success rate is way higher. Well, that's another thing we talk about too, like working together, you know, I'm not a great caller and I don't even bring my calls, but I do have calls that I practice, but I think like kind of designate like who's actually going to be calling. I mean, cause I mean, there's a lot of guys who think they can call, but I mean, they right, can. but they can't and rice knows that. Yeah. And I'm not saying by any stretch, I'm the best goose caller, but I can get it done. Yeah. And some of my buddies can get it done too, but some of them just sound like a, like an air horn. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. why am I going to bring my call out there, throw my ego out there and think that I'm awesome <laughs> calling these birds in, but we're not yeah. getting shit, you know, like you just got to leave your ego at the door for this, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Especially if you're hunting with people, you know, yeah. that are better than you. Yeah. Cause I mean, Rice and I have been hunting with each other for a pretty long time now. And I mean, we're just kind of used to calling with each other and it's kind of, you know, if you watch videos, it's like bouncing off another one. That's yeah, like fucking singing or dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like singing a song, you know? And and by all means, I mean, say you got a spectacular caller with you and, you know, you're all right. I'm not just trying to go out of your element, you know, not trying to overstep your boundaries. You know, say, you know, Rice is ripping a duck call and, you know, you can get a quack down just fine. Those quacks sound spectacular. Yeah, but just don't overstep. You uh-huh. can quack all you want. That adds realism to it because it's not just one bird in the field just going off. There's multiple birds in the field. And they all kind of got their separate tones. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm not saying like you have to have a perfect call, but like, oh, different like tones are good. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- not one duck sounds 
No. The same as the other. No. I mean, they're very similar, yeah, obviously. Higher pitches, but. lower pitches. But at the same time, it is a pretty quick way to ruin a good hunt. Oh, is yeah. With, like with bad calling. Mm-hmm. It is. Totally. And I I don't like saying this, but, you know, if you had... Because I'm, I'm nervous. Going into a new group, I would not feel comfortable calling, you know... It's just nerve-wracking. ...ripping a call unless you've hunted with them many times before. But usually if, you know, you're asking, questioning about, oh, maybe should I call? Shouldn't I call? You know, just make that conscious decision, you know, be pretty humble about it. Cause like Rice said before, we're not, I'm not claiming I'm the best caller in the world because I'm definitely not. But yeah. And like, here's the thing too. Say you're, you're just hunting with one of your buddies and your buddy's a pretty good caller and you're just trying to get into it. So maybe you get your couple birds or you're getting close to the end. Maybe say, Hey, asking your buddy, can you give me some tips and pointers? I'll call. I'm going to try to call now. Can you give me tips and pointers on maybe what I'm doing wrong or when I should be hitting these birds or stuff like that? Yeah, you guys did that with me a couple of times. It didn't work, but like even like shooting too, like, you know, getting somebody more confidence with shooting. Like we got one bird left for the limit. It's like, hey, Ethan, you just take this one bird and it's just, like, a, just snipe it. Yeah, it's a good way to like actually practice with like nobody else like shooting. You know yeah. that you got it. You can take your time a little more. I feel like when you follow that one bird too, you more than often hit it. You're not just flock shooting. Like, yeah. Uh, like when we were out in that field, just me and you rice, um, we had a lot of time on our hands. Just, I'm not the greatest. I'm better at goose calling than I am duck calling, but you know, it's fun to sit out there and give each other tips and, you know, just practice. Cause there's, there's no better practice than being out there. Even if there aren't birds around. Well, talking about that designation thing too, like designating someone to actually like call the kills too. I think it's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we kind of stuck rice with that rule. Yeah, I like to have that on me. Like, if I mess it up, it's all right, because it's on me. I wouldn't want to put that on anybody else. I mean, it's not even the biggest deal, but still, I'd like that to be on me. And I've messed it up my fair share of times, but more than often, I get it right, and I like I like calling it. It's pretty fun. Well, I mean, just having someone that's like actually confident with it is a big thing. Yeah, that's it, a big thing. Cause you can't be like talking to anybody else, because this was me at one point Yeah, talking to Swenny and... One of our other buddies, Lincoln Beamer, remember when we went out uh, on TJ's? We were like, oh, shoot, call a shot, stuff like that, whispering to each other. And before you know what, the birds passed, our, we, we missed our opportunity, <laughs> yeah. and it just it yeah, just wasn't good. Yeah, it's just better putting that responsibility on one person. Yeah, because like if both of you guys are doing it, it'd be like, I should I call it? And you're like, oh, I don't know. And then like he said, like before you know it, just like your opportunity slipped away. Uh-huh. Yeah, one and person should be designated, and that's the best way to yeah, do it. Yeah, because, you know, we give our fair share of crap to Rice when he makes a bad call. But, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's it's all fun. I mean, you're it's going to happen. Yeah, it's a judgment call, 100%. So. I don't know. Yeah, I just like to have it on me. But if you weren't there, right? I mean, there's bound for somebody to like shoot when they're not supposed to. And yeah. Like, and we don't want that. Yeah. Beca- that can ruin a hunt. Yeah. Because when Rice and I first started hunting together, you know, we kind of both made the calls and, you know, it, it worked out. But there was many times, like Rice said, you know, by the time one of us decided to make the call, it was way too late. Yeah. You don't want to be bouncing ideas off each other as they're trying to light up right in front of you it's just better if one person does it and there are there are situations where maybe you know we're so tucked into our blinds maybe rice maybe rice can't see the birds from the other side yeah i don't have the best eyesight Swenny always sees the birds before i do and i'm like well if you can see them and they're lighting up i can't so you just call it 
Well, it's one of those things too. It's hard to judge too exactly like when the birds are working, when to take them, and kind of like how close they are, what they're going to do next. So yeah, because when you first went out, Ethan, I mean, what did you think? Like when birds were coming in, and we we let them pass, maybe circle another time, and then they come in, and we let them circle one more time. Well, usually I don't see them because you guys are always like, <laughs> make sure you get tucked away, and like <laughs> yeah. I don't even see shit. <laughs> but no, I mean that it is something crazy because like you can hear them, you know, you hear them talking so much, and they sound so close. Uh-huh. And then it's just like, the fuck, why do we take them there? You know, it's like, uh-huh. like, you know, it kind of goes to the sky blasting birds and stuff like that. So, man, it's an adrenaline rush when, when you're, we let them swing one more time and you can hear them just whistling over the blinds and you're so tucked in, you know, you can't yeah, see when they're anything. like 20 feet over your head and just making that little noise. Cause there are a lot of situations where, I mean, there are some birds in shooting distance, but. Well, you know, you kind of got to humble yourself. Let's, let's let them take another turn at it. Yeah. And if like, and you don't want to be lined up right to one side of the blind either. So there's like one person has a shot at it or two people have a shot at it. You kind of want everybody to have a good shot at it. That's the best way to do it. I've found out. So unless it's like a, like a two pack or something, then you can, then you can just say, Hey, person on the end, pop out, shoot those two or try to shoot them too. And, we move on to the next. We didn't talk about this with like brushing blinds. I think it's kind of a big thing too. Is like even camouflage the big thing. Yeah. I think people like wearing camo is a huge thing. I'm not saying you have to wear Sitka by any means. <laughs> no. I, mean, no. I mean, I wear pretty cheap camo. Yeah. I know a lot of people, a lot of people are starting to move into like wearing solids, but yeah. that's fine. I mean, it's fine if you're wearing like a, like a tan solid or like a dark green solid or something like that or brown, but not like a gray or anything like that or a black. Yeah. That doesn't work. You know, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just getting a, at least some color that kind of matches with something out there. Because I mean, if you got brush over you, say you're wearing a solid olive color and you got brush over you, it's all going to look the same. Yeah. But like, don't wear pink there. You know, like (laughs) I wear a Carhartt hat, it's khaki, duck, whatever, duck dungaree and works fine. That's just another thing. If, If you're going on somebody else's hunt, you know, make sure you're prepared wearing, wearing the right like you said, Ethan, you don't got to be wearing sick out to the blind. Yeah. At the same time, but like, don't be wearing like pink or like casual clothes. I think it's a pretty big deal. Like, I think, you know, like when somebody starts out with this kind of stuff, you know, it, it's hard to know what to expect. It you is know, it's hard to know. Like, what should I wear? What should I do? What should I bring? So it is. And I've, I've told this people, I've told people this before, you know, I have sick, uh, and you know, I love it, but People ask me, you know, oh, what do I need to get? Or, you know, new hunters would be like, oh, should I get sick? You know, something like you. And it's just like, no, no, no. You, Cabela's Walmart, actually makes really good stuff. Yeah, Cabela's makes good stuff. And, you know, even Walmart Mossy Oak, it, it all looks the same out there. If you're yeah. brushed in real nice, it all looks yeah, the same. We all got that long sleeve Mossy Oak. <laughs> yeah. And I still wear that stuff late oh, season. Yeah. yeah. Late season, early season. That stuff's really nice. You uh-huh. Know? I, I mean, still love it. I mean, yeah. Sika does make really high performing stuff. I mean, if we were like actually like getting rained on all the time, then it'd be really nice. And then I tell everybody just to buy something like that. Uh huh. Yeah, like I have, I went out in the rain one time. Didn't bother me none. I had a, I had my uh, Hudson jacket, which is completely waterproof. I had my waterproof gloves on from Sika, and then I had my waders on. I didn't, I didn't get wet a bit. Yeah, you need a new pair of those now. Yeah, don't my you? dad, uh, he torched Ride my em. gloves on it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a. Whoops. Not a cheap mistake. That's a big whoops. Yeah, that's an ups. <laughs> no, but you know, just just respecting uh the people you're going hunting with. Um, you know, we do it too, you know, just be respectful, you know. 
let them make the calls or wear the proper equipment. You know, you just don't want to mess up somebody else's hunt. No. Yeah. Especially if you're invited. Yeah. Yep. You know, talking about the whole, I got my limit thing. I mean, you guys can go into this, but like, how do you guys deal with bands and how do you guys deal about like who gets a band? Or- okay. I can go in on this one. This is, this is going to be a new rule this year, Ice. Okay. So, I mean, if it's just one bird, and you know you shot it, and everybody else knows you shot it, that's yours. No no question. But if a lot of people were shooting at it, you draw. You put shotgun shells in a hat or something, or piece of paper, and you draw. Even That's if it, the most fair way to do it. Yeah, even if it's like a big flock, and like we talked before, you know, claiming birds. You're shooting at this duck, and he drops. You watched him drop, and... And you said, oh, you know, that's that's my band. I watched him drop. But everyone was shooting. Everyone was shooting at this flock. You know, I, um, you know, be humble about it and draw straws or something. Well, it's one of those things, too. I mean, everybody, like, you need to even go, like, a step further. So let's say we were all hunting. Us three were hunting. Mm-hmm. And we did straws. And then I got the band that time. Well, next time, like, I could be out of the drawing, you know. Yeah. And then it's just you and Rice doing the drawing. Yeah. Someone, like, fair like that. So, like. You know, everybody tries to at least get a band before the next guy gets a band. That's a good rule. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. So I've, I've heard people guiding and uh, Joe Heinz told a story about how he knows he shot this bird, but then they drew for it and they gave it to an old guy. And then Joe Heinz had to buy the band back from him. Yeah. This old guy was like, well, I don't need it. Yeah. I don't care. So he had to buy his band back from when he knew he shot the bird, which does kind of suck. I, I do like... um how they do that you know it's just being respectful to the other guys yeah. that you're with yeah i mean and it can also mean like a lot more to certain people yeah. and it can mean a lot to certain even like a new guy you know it's a Easy, really, yeah i haven't shot a band yeah oh yeah you know how fun it would be if we were out hunting with chase and we shot a band and yeah you know gave chase a band that'd yeah, be probably a, think the world of that yeah i mean that stuff's really like big. I'd, yeah that would be have a lot no of fun. problem yeah no i would have no problem with that either that'd be a lot of fun Cause I I like to have them too, but you know it'd probably mean more to a new guy like that. You know, yeah. I think yeah, just taking greed out of the equation with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, just you know? swallow that. Yeah, that doesn't matter. it's not. We're not there for that, especially when we have Ethan's little brother on it. So it's so cool to just take little That's, kids out. Those are really fun hunting. hunts. Yeah, like I'm taking another kid out waterfowl hunting this fall. Or uh, I think I'm going to take him. Well, either goose hunting or. Uh, Youth season. I don't know yet. Well, yeah, I'll have to make that decision. We're both going on our. Yeah, you're coming too. Yeah, we might vid- we might take a video of that. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be an upcoming video. That'd be a lot of fun. But that's gonna be tough. We might actually have to take early teal because if you've looked at the schedule for this season, I have not. Waterfowl or youth season, duck and goose. I think it usually falls on the same weekend, so that's that. But then teal season starts on a Wednesday. It does. Yeah. It's on a Wednesday. I wish they just do like the first Saturday. Just do, we just yeah. need to do the first weekend. Doesn't, which first weekend is September? Doesn't doesn't need to be the same date. Just the closest weekend to that date. Yeah, I don't know. I, I gives all those old guys some chance to get on those birds. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, we'll have to ask Matt about that. <laughs> all the retired guys really light them up before we get out there. Yep, scare them off. I guess we'll be there someday. Yeah, we'll be there sometimes. Talking about those new young guys <laughs> yeah. being on our birds. But we did yeah. that. We did that last year, though. It was kind of the same way last year, wasn't it? Where it was starting on a really weird day. Tuesday. Yeah, but we went that weekend and yeah. shot a couple. I actually, I think we did better that week before, day. or the week of the opening day. It dove into open on the same day. 
Okay. I actually saw it. Uh, five man limit of doves over at college with my buddies didn't scratch that itch though did it no doves do not scratch that itch i've never been dove hunting have you ethan never been no no it's all right it's kind of cool rice socks cleaning 75 doves rice loves his pigeons i do pigeons are pretty fun to shoot just pastime yeah we got got the old pigeon 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 hole yep the old pigeon hole the old pigeon hole you ever been out there ethan Oh. Kind of fun. There has been pigeons there. I've been driving by it, and there has been <laughs> pigeons there. So we just sit on this one ledge and snipe them. Yeah, Rice usually goes and flushes them out, yeah. and then I and then I miss them. Yeah, and then I actually saw the that. I actually saw that farmer last night. We were eating and at a restaurant. He was there. Did you really? Yep. I'd never seen him before. Never talked to him before, <laughs> besides over text. Isn't that funny? You know the relationships you can build. Yeah, over text, and he's cool. Yeah. I mean, he lets us go there all the time. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. He was more friends with my parents and said, well, he said, hey, oh, what's up to my parents? Then he over, came over to me. He's like, oh, what's going on, man? <laughs> oh, what's going on? But, it, Good guy. you know, that pretty much, that pretty much covers kind of, yeah. you know, what we expect. And yeah, that's kind of what we expect of team, teamwork, making the most of it. Yeah. Just don't be that guy. What do you think? Yeah. I think just don't be that guy and just like. I mean, really, you just want to try to fit in for the first couple hunts until, like, you kind of get more accustomed to it. And I think there's really, like, you know, you can go on YouTube and watch those videos, but really there's nothing that beats just, like, going out and actually really experiencing and see what it's like. Yeah, because I don't, don't be afraid to hit us up. Uh, We like taking out new people all the time. It's fun. It's really fun. And uh, I, I enjoy it. It's fun seeing the expressions on their face when big flock of geese or ducks coming yeah. let's give a couple like key points to some newcomers if you're a newcomer brush your blind because you if you're com- if you're a newcomer you probably won't have like a and this is not just to us yeah. this is everybody you probably won't have like a really serious job like setting decoys the more experienced people set decoys so be on time don't be late that's a big thing don't be late Ethan, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's not late. <laughs> Don't be late. I mean, if you're a newcomer, maybe this is not what you have to do by any stretch. Maybe, maybe bring some donuts or something to the blind. That's always nice. Someone. Yeah, if rice isn't if rice isn't making the burritos cooking. that morning, bring some donuts. Yep. <laughs> uh, brush your blind. That's another big one. Uh, don't claim birds like that. If you're shooting them, don't claim birds. Like, you could have shot it, but someone else could have shot it, so don't be claiming birds. Yep. Yep, shoot to the limit. Yeah. Yep, it's not your limit, it's nope, our it's limit. It's everybody's limit. Uh, That's how we like to hunt. Yeah. Makes it more fun. Probably, the other guys will probably be cleaning up birds, and t- or unless they ask you to help them go pick up birds, maybe stay in. Because, I don't know, if you don't know what you're doing very well, you might want to just stay in your blind and let the more experienced people do it. And this is, this is not, you know, this is not just because we're really strict out in the field. No. It's just, you know, just from our experience, this yeah. makes a better hunt. Yep. Another thing I'll say is like, you should bring a knife the first time. Oh like yeah. Bring a knife and like kind of learn from those guys about how to clean a bird. It's not hard at all, but like seeing it done once a big deal. So yeah. it's it basically is. just work, work yeah. and be, do kind of do what you're told a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Follow your pride. <laughs> yeah, but oh. I mean, like, yeah, you kind of just want to be like the guy who's just like, I mean, it looks a lot better if you're the guy who's like constantly moving or like, yeah, you know and, what I mean? Like, I mean, when, if you're doing mm-hmm. that, they will invite you back. Yeah. You're like, oh, this guy works his ass off. 
I mean, like when you guys are setting decoys up, like you guys kind of do an outline first. Yeah. And it's like set the stakes, fill it in, fill it in. And then that's pretty easy for the guy to do, you know, or Mm -hmm. like, okay, Ty's Ty and Rice got their blind all brushed in. I got to look, make mine look like that. Yeah. So just, you know, obvious stuff like that. Yep. I like that. That's a pretty good note. Some of those tips were kind of harsh, but. Hey, you're kind of a hard ass. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I like it. I'm not even the hard ass. Swenny is the hard ass. I just do what I'm told. (laughs) Whatever. When it comes to the blind, Ty. Yeah, when it comes to the blind, I had to be a little hard on Ethan one Yeah. I'm not. Not really. It was all out of fun. I left a fucking, my shell box outside. (laughs) I'm never hard on anybody. You're like, man, that's why those birds aren't working. (laughs) I don't got the heart. That's why we lost those specs that day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not that we were all outside of our blinds. No. They saw that super that X. Couldn't have been the, that couldn't have been the reason. They saw that super X. <laughs> yeah. They saw that box of Winchester super X outside the blind. No. Nope. We're not going there. No, that couldn't have been. But not that. Got anything else to say, Rice, Ethan? I think that I think that covers it pretty much for me. That sums it up, so. Yeah, pretty much wraps it up. Um, so yeah, uh, look out for new podcasts. Um, we should, like I said in the last one, we should be coming out. You know, every every other week, unless it gets really busy into the season and we have more content to we're produce. Gonna have, but, I think we're gonna have a ton of content to produce. Yeah, check check for new blogs on the Huntfish Conserve page, um, Waterfowl, and you know the main main Huntfish Conserve uh, blogs. Uh, check our Instagram and our YouTube. Thanks, guys. Yep, thanks. Thanks, guys.